Kalimera, Kalispera, wherever time you're watching, this is Mappa. I'm Stel. This is Thasso. How you doing, Thasso? Ah, as you can see, I'm a Leon Gocinos. A little bit of red, a bit of a beetroot, panjari. You're enjoying the sun. April sun, man's not supposed to do this. Look at this. I'm not going to put that in the outtakes. Blimey, it's been a busy weekend of, of football in Cyprus. There's, a, oh, there's yeah. quite a bit to talk about, not just with the uh, the match reviews. Um, but before we go into this, I, I want the Greek-speaking, uh, this is Mappa fans, to tune in on Thursday for our episode with uh, Gostandinos Nikolaou from 24 Sports. We had an interesting conversation about youth development and the future of Cypriot football, um, especially discussing players from the UK and all over the world that qualify for the separate national team. And we also had a surprise uh, guest being Mike Pieri, the former chairman of Omone Youth, a, a club that won grassroots team of the year two years ago. So the best grassroots team in the UK, which is made up of many, many Cypriots. So that's one to definitely look out for. But I think we better get cracking with the football, Mr. Mr. Thasso. And um, let's go with a, a, a Group B classic, mate. This one, wowzers, blink and you, and you missed it. Anorthosi 4, Salamina 4. Anorthosi were 4-1 up with 20 minutes to go. And um, I think this second half performance, or should I say that capitulation, practically sums up Anorthosi's season, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. Uh, like how, The way that they kind of fell apart following... Um, I, I, I don't even think Niasa Lamina made many changes. It was just, I think, a drop in concentration because they were so far in front and it just all fell apart for them, didn't they? Um, I mean, if we, if, we go, if, if, if we go just talk about the goals one by one, so Dore Garay, again... Again, your favourite Doregarai gets in there, gets the uh, gets the first goal. Um, again, no he's a follower on our Instagram. He's a follower on our Instagram. Might I add? Yeah, remember he's, that? Yeah? yeah, 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 yeah. I will. Uh, I'll. Uh, I'll only say good things about him then. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the, Anorthos's first goal again. It was. It was, and the second goal is like. Now Salamina were trying to prove who could be the worst defender. Like the amount of decisions, <laughs> like you know, we picked them up so much, kind of like before Christmas. Uh, how good, uh, how how good they are as defense defenders, and then these first two goals that Anorthosis scored, been absolutely terrible, terrible, terrible decisions defensively. Now, um, Barudis, uh, you know, there was some great work. By by the by the uh, uh, attack, um, you know, um, a lot of a lot of uh, lovely work done there. Uh, the second one, Anorthosis goals, great finish from Guerrero's, the one we're looking at at the moment. I know he just finds finds the uh, side netting from that, that far to the side as well. Good technique, um, but yeah. Uh, you know, the the Nea Salamina defense could not deal in the first in the first half with Anorthosis's attack, especially uh, especially Mraz. It was all over. It was everywhere. Uh, yeah. You know, every every chance he had, he had something to do with it. Um, 
he does get the goal he deserved in that second half. Uh, but again, somebody in the Nels Halamina defence needs shooting. Uh, this time it's Igisas. He, he should be able to get to that, the goalkeeper. He should be able to reach that and he just doesn't. Just, sorry, I just saw his face there for a second. The guy, the 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 the, the guy looks like he's a granddad. <laughs> Did you see Mate, you, I, I I would be having kittens with that centre back because but, yeah. Mraz has just taken three steps back and he's created ten yards of space. It's, you know, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's all it's a defensive horror show from Salamina. You know, the penalty, of course, it's a penalty. There's no argument. You can see, you can see he's not arguing. Yeah. You know, he's, he, whatever he's doing, he's not arguing. It's, I mean, you could argue that battle just kind of leans into it and he's expecting the leg to be trailing out there. So he leaves his leg in as he's going down. But you shouldn't be having your leg there in the first place to, yeah. uh, for, for the player to fall over it. Um, uh, at 4-1 with half an hour to go, you're thinking this could be 6, 7 or 8, don't you? But then, yeah. um, Gumudi said, no, not going to happen. Not going to happen, mate. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. Not on my watch. <laughs> yeah. And he, he was like a man on fire, wasn't he? He's, yep. It's a great finish again. Again, from a really, really tight angle. Loria... If he was any other goalkeeper, you'd expect him to deal with that a bit better. But Loria has had so many, so many clangers uh, this season. Um, right, so that's on side. There's two lines there. But for some reason, they decided to use a green line on a grass pitch. What the hell is that about? <laughs> Don't talk about lines. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, again, Gomoris basically showed up um, and offers his defence, didn't know what to do about him. So, obviously, he gets it. He gets it Keeping needs to save three. that. I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. Yeah, Keeping needs to save that. Again, Loria, this season, somebody with the experience that he has, he's had it. Like a whole season, the whole season, he's been terrible. Yeah. He's, he's been, yeah. uh, and I don't know what's gone on there, but you know, we've been talking about you know the Cypriot youth. Geravnos is another Cypriot goalkeeper who's who's second. The yep. second goalkeeper should be playing. Should be yep. playing because Loria has been terrible. Anyway, um, you've got the fourth goal. Fourth goal going in. What, what was my it? guy Flori Dolmes? Come on yes. now, come yes. on, my guy. Two goals in two he's, games. That's it. Poacher's yep. finish. Look at that. Yep. Don't give yep. him a yard, mate. He'll punish you. Come on, Floddy. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, That's a Peter Beardsley finish. That is sliding in. Go on. Yeah. I mean, again, it's slow reactions from the Anotosis defence. And <laughs> I don't want to... He's, he's an experienced player. So you would think that um, he'd have a bit more difficulty getting to the ball as fast as it's travelling. But... Yeah. All credit to him, he gets there before the Anorthosis defender and he gets the goal and all deserved, well deserved. And Nassal Amina fought back. I mean, they didn't even need to because the, the game, the game's a dead rubber. You know, if only this game actually well, meant something. 
Well, this is it. Isn't it incredible how this dead rubber game was probably the most entertaining of the weekend? <laughs> unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like, if you, you know, these players, all they needed to do was just pass it to each other, you know, be like that meme from The Simpsons where, where it's just... <laughs> It was just the three players in the center circle passing it to each other, and that's it. But yeah, no, they pulled they, they pulled a game out of their ass. Well, well done to all the whole twenty two players, yeah. Regardless yeah. of their performance, well done to them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, look, let's move on to the next game, shall we? And that is uh, Agrida earning a two two draw away at Ayel. Uh, they took the lead through Gavril. Uh, on 24 minutes, then Kacha Niklic decided, well, you know, I need to start scoring goals. So uh, he did. <laughs> Two. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, with how long to go? When did, when did the Torres get one, but uh, get the equaliser? With uh, 17, 18 minutes to go? Mm. Um, that was, no, sorry, 20. Oh, God, my, my, my mass is rubbish. My mass is rubbish, sorry. With uh, 17 minutes to go, uh, Torres equalised for Agrida. Now, I, I didn't watch this game fully. Um, I didn't really pay too much attention to this. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, and this isn't a disrespect to Group B. I just had more things on that uh, that day, plus on. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, mate, I think there's some interesting things that we need to bear in mind. I know Agrida will probably get, get relegated. But interestingly enough, they have the youngest average age in, in Cyprus. 22.8 years old is the average yeah. age. Um, and I think this is something quite interesting. Having spoken to someone at the club, they basically said, you know, we're, we're trying to show that Cyprus isn't a place to come after 30 years old and, and finish your career. And it's a place where, where players can actually start their career. And as you quite rightly mentioned a few weeks ago, they sold uh, El Jameli to Leski Sofia for, for over 200 grand. So they're doing something right from a, from a developmental perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And I think next season is going to be a very, very interesting one for them, especially with the new money coming in uh, from GOP and the players that they still have and, and their philosophy on develop, developing players. Yeah, yeah. If, if, they, if they keep the players that they have this season, imagine, imagine a lot of these players in two seasons' time, if they get promoted, they'll, they'll be... It'll be um, they'll skyrocket because you know like we interviewed David Badia he was saying that some of these players in two three four years time they're going to be very very class very 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 good players and they need the experience I you know there's not much better place to get that experience than um than somewhere like Agrida where you could say there isn't the I mean there's always the um uh, the requirement to deliver a performance and to get points on the board and to but they don't have the um the outside pressures of ah look you know they're not performing well this this is this isn't happening so it's a very very good uh, you know, breeding ground for top quality players if only they play on Oddi once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I, I, I think one of the concerns that they have at the moment is the fact yeah. that they've got, I think they've got 13 players either out of contract or leaving uh, in the summer due to loans running out. Yeah. But at the same time, we've seen, you know, the, the type of players that they brought in, like, you know, for example, Vasco Lopez, they brought him in. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, they bring in uh, Juninho Carpina as a decent player. 
Uh, Araujo is 24 years old. They brought him in. Um, so, look, they're, they're clearly doing something right from a scouting yeah. perspective, which I'm sure many clubs can can learn from. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, they're they're a club that I hope they will bounce back and uh, and do well next season. But let's quickly talk about Ayl, mate, because um, we're hearing rumours about potential takeovers, etc. Um, and I don't know mm-hmm. the full ins and outs. Again, as I said, it's, it's just a rumour. But next season, with or without a takeover, it's got to be a massive season for them because given the players that they signed this summer, given the way of expectation, and especially two years ago when they were title challengers, I don't know if or how they can get back to that that level. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, they went all out in the summer this year to get back up to that level. And the players that they brought in just haven't delivered. Um, you know, you, you're looking at somebody like Kevin Morales with the experience that he's had. He's, he's, he's had four goals this season, I think. Yeah, uh, two uh, against Salamina in Group B. I don't think they're yeah. to score Group B goals. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, is is another one where he's got four goals now. I think I compared him to Esselink, <laughs> the defender yeah, for yeah. India goals, where he's got five goals and he's a defender. Um, but yeah, I think I think they've made like in January they made some good signings that aren't necessarily you know the household names that you know your Miralas or your Berahino or, or players like that were, and I think they are more solid signings than, than than what they did in the summer. You know, players like De Vest, I mean, De Vest didn't play here because he was suspended, but in defence, he's a tank. He's very, very good at, uh, at controlling, uh, like marshalling the rest of the defence. You had, yep. um, you know, they signed Romo as well from Ike, who knows the league. He's He's been there and he's done it. He's a very, very good player. Once, once he gets used to the players surrounding him, obviously he's uh, he's been in and out the team because of the other striking options that Ayl has. But once he's uh, like a talisman player, which he needs to be, he will be he will be getting you the goals that they've been missing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, well, let's yeah. see. Let's see for them next season because I, I think it's a massive season for them, for the club's history. Um, again, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen in the summer. But at the end of the day, it's a big club, you know, whether rival fans like to admit it or not. Ayla, one of the biggest clubs in Cyprus, their fan base is incredible. Uh, Okay, forget the violence, but in terms of a a support base, they're they're fantastic. So for them to be where they are right now, same with Anotasi, they really shouldn't be there. But again, if if there's mismanagement at the top, then it's obviously going to yeah. affect what's going on at the on the pitch. But anyway, well, let's move sure on. Next season, I wouldn't say yeah. they'll be top. Well, <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> but um, speaking of mismanagement, let's talk about another game because <laughs> this is going to be another interesting one. Olympiagos beating Garmiodesa by two goals to nil. Goals from Halili and Eselik, as you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. giving Olympiacos the victory, a, a much-needed victory, but it doesn't really help them much in the in the grand scheme of things, given Doxa's result, which we're going to discuss in, in a moment. But the big story coming out of this game, another managerial change <laughs> at Garmiodissa, 
with the head coach saying that he decided to resign at half time. Is that how bad yeah. their first performance was? I, I don't know. Well, but yeah. yeah. I mean, looking at looking at the highlights of the game, uh, kind of how the defenders had, uh, had reacted, how 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 the game was going. I would have resigned at half time as well, to tell you the truth. You know, the kind of like <laughs> <I know. laughs> No, the performance was was absolutely terrible for them uh, in the first half. Was 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 atrocious. I mean, you know, Olympiagos, God love them. They're not an attacking force, are they? Uh, but they still managed to get some very very good chances away, uh, and it and it seemed to be that you know the only player who was giving a crap in in in, in the back line was Spoilers. Yeah. It's it, yeah. it, it, it it's like I don't I don't understand the downfall of the motivation of these players. Maybe they think maybe they think the game's done. That the you know the league's done and that's why they're not they're not caring. But it's getting to the point now where you know they're they're gonna get dragged into it if they're not careful. Yeah. Um this penalty, we need to talk about that penalty and how tame that's, that's terrible. That's terrible. They, they, they really needed Guerrero, uh, Guerrero there, there to uh, yeah, yeah. to take the penalty still. Eh? But and yeah, Sally is, Sally is usually reliable when it comes to that. So uh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. But uh, the, I kind of said looked like they stepped up a bit in the second half. But exactly, yeah. The, I think the frustrating thing, if you were to be one of their supporters, is that they did so well bringing in players in January, and we saw that comeback against Abolon from being, was it 4-2 down or whatever it was. And when you look at Aleluci and you look at Malone, you look at Ben Salam, you look at Duris, Lukili, these are very, very good players. So are we going back to the same issue with, say, Ail, for example, where if the people at the top are not leading by example, then it just, you know, rubs off on the players? Yeah, I don't know. I think... I think that there must be an element of player power being involved at this point now because you can't you can't go seven coaches in a season because they they obviously need to find a seventh head coach but you can't go seven head coaches in a season it's it's not real it's not real like Watford are looking at this and going bit bit harsh lads you know it's <laughs> It's 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 it's, it's the, a sorry. The, the pot's on second other manager. The pot's yeah. on second other manager, and Garmiel de Sarfudin goes, "Hold my beer, or hold my yeah. wine." <laughs> it's it, yeah, hold my wine. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know, there's there's things that Kersakov said in his interview that he didn't say much. Yeah, it was only like two paragraphs, but. Uh, he claimed that the atmosphere at the club confused him from the very beginning. So you remember we took the piss a little bit about how they announced him, how they brought him into the, the wine shop with like fruitcake and the panjero or whatever it was that was bright orange. And, <laughs> and the balloons. Like that. The balloons, <laughs> yeah, the, the mink shop. Um, you know, uh, of course, then he threw the whole team under the bus by blaming a... Uh, completely unprofessional environment at the club and surrounding the team. So that tells me that there is definitely something wrong on the higher end, isn't there? Um, yeah. But well, again, at least he lasted almost two months. Well, that seems to be the average for him at the moment, doesn't it? 
<laughs> Do you know what I found funny though? He got sacked, and 24 hours later, he's taking a photograph outside an aeroplane in Dubai. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's listen, listen, right? I, I actually, we'll talk about it later. It's all right. We'll we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll we'll mention it later. But yeah. Okay. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Let's move yeah. on to our next game then. Exactly. And uh, Doxa beating Baralimni by two goals to one. Uh, Sadiq scoring twice. Um, we asked, when's he going to start scoring goals? Well, he's scoring goals at the right time when they absolutely need him. But I'll tell you this mm-hmm. for now, mate. Um, the signing of Ernest Asante in the summer. Yeah. I know he was on, on loan at Ajax. And, okay, people are going to say, oh, well, you're mates with Ernest. So of course, you're going to be uh, biased. But he has made such a difference to them yeah. since becoming a regular. Where you got an ass- a goal last week. You got an assist uh, against Baralimni, and um, you know Sadiq is actually playing really, really well at the moment. And I don't think it's any bloody coincidence that it's because of Ernest. But a well-deserved victory, in, in my opinion, in this game because Baralimni hardly had anything. Yeah, it's, I don't, I don't understand that these players were not motivated or something. I don't know what what had happened because if they'd, if Baralimni had won this, it basically did. It would have done a favour. To themselves, but also to Agridas and uh, Olympiagos, and they would have brought Garnodisa even closer into the fight. So obviously, if you've got more uh, more teams in the relegation dogfight, then there's less chance of you going down. So there, there should have been there should have been a motivating factor there, but it just didn't it just didn't look like it was happening, did it? No, no. It, it, but. Um, yeah, I mean, if we talk about the goals, um, yeah, uh, obviously the the penalty, it's a penalty, uh, you know, the VAR with what it is and how they review handballs now, it's a penalty. Um, uh, the second goal, yeah, route one, there we go. And then uh, Santi gets to the ball after uh, after the Balalimni player kind of cucarellaed it. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Drag back to Sadiq. You've got four Baralimni players in, in, in the in the defending box. Nobody's tracking Sadiq. Yeah. And he gets he gets his second goal again. It's um and you know, he scored more difficult goals than that. <laughs> yeah. And the thing yeah. is, I look at Javel on the bench, who is a decent player. And this isn't a disrespect to the players around him, because if you look at Diawara, obviously, uh, Rusha, Miera, Yevremovic, they're, they're, they're good players. But then I'm thinking, Javek can make such a difference. Uh, I don't know why he isn't, isn't being selected. Even Lamy, to some extent, is a, you know, can do mm. a job. So, obviously, you can only play 11 players. But I look at that team, I'm thinking, Vucenovic can score goals for fun, mate, if he's given the, the supply. But it's almost as if they've thrown in the towel. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's weird. I don't know. Um, I mean, this is this is the point of the season where you want your players to be, especially especially down where they are. This is where you want your players to be busting a gut for the team. Um, and it just didn't seem it, it didn't seem like it was happening. Like some of the no. players, some of the players looked like they were running through treacle. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what had gone on. It, it, you know. Blame it as a bad day at the office. Well, I, um, I tell you what, 
I'll tell you what, right there, that goal that we just saw, Shiskovsky, I, I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's an international he's, goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. He's got, got caps. Well, so does Loria, so it doesn't mean anything. Really. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, guess, I, I guess so. I guess Cyprus isn't the only national team with a goalkeeper. That's a FIFA goal, that is, though. I mean, the goalkeeper yeah. just had the glitch right there. I, uh, did it take it's... a deflection? I, I, I can't even tell. What? No. Yeah, it took a deflection. No, it didn't. It did? No. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's too quick for me. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. But, nah. you know... But, but yeah, is Listen, Voxa... Voxa and Olympiagos right now are in form. Yep. Uh, which is a problem for Baralimni. Because if they don't start picking up points, if they don't start picking up more points from the teams around them, that's it. It's, it's game over, isn't it? It's There's not much more to say about this game, really. You know, Voxa are performing. Uh, they're doing very well. Uh, they finally turned up. Sakas has got these players performing where, you know, the what, the three or the four coaches that they had beforehand hadn't. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, one of yeah. them got sacked after, what, a week? Not even that. Yeah, six days. <laughs> six days. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But look, it's it's, it's not looking good for Baralimnia. There's five points difference between them and Doxai. And I know there's there's still plenty of games to be played, but... You know, their goal difference is, what, minus 18 at the moment. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. When, when you're when you're conceding more than you're scoring, uh, yeah. You lose. Says a lot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, we, we mentioned managerial changes. Um, and there was, there was another sacking. Uh, when was it? Yesterday? Was it yeah. today? It was, yes- it was yesterday, wasn't it? Yesterday. It was yesterday, yeah. It was yesterday, and we're going to talk about it right now. And this was after Omonia beat Buffer by two goals to nil. Besedin getting on the score sheet, breaking his goal drought of 706 days. And uh, Hector Yuste scoring uh, his second goal in how many weeks? Three or four weeks. Um, a win for Omonia. And I'm not going to lie to you, mate, as an Omonia fan, I was a little bit concerned with our first half performance because, you know, Bruno Mars had a great chance, which Fabi stopped. But Buffer didn't really look too threatening. You know, you're going to see these highlights and you might think that they did a lot more running and creating opportunities, but it wasn't as uh, attack-minded or as uh, threatening as, our, as, as it appears on, on the highlights. But second half, obviously, we we stepped up and, and got the two goals. And the uh, result meant that Buffer had, had only won one game since signing... Bruno Felipe and uh, Ivosic, the goalkeeper. Close to three million spent on these two players. And um, Dubov pulled the trigger on Henningberg the, the following day. So it looks like Salgado will take the reins, apparently, till the end of the season. Um, I, I, I don't know where to begin with this one, Thasso. Shall we talk quickly about the game? Because, yeah. Um, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we can talk about some of the games, obviously. Everybody looked a bit nervy uh, at the beginning of the match. Bafos had plenty of chances. Palacios had the ball in the net, but was offside. Uh, I mean, at least he looked offside. The highlights didn't show any VAR check or anything like that. So, But but he looked offside uh, without the lines anyway. So it's fine. Um, Bruno had chances to win four games for Bafos. Absolute yep. disgrace. Yep. Uh, I need to talk about... I need to jump back and talk about this highlight, actually. With Ivusic 
Again, we're talking about international goalkeepers, internationally capped goalkeepers, and he's just he's just cleared it to no one. It's a great header down. Besitin sees Ivicic off his line and just whacks it. Um, uh, Again, he needs to be saving it. He needs to be saving that. I'm sorry. He just needs to be saving it, obviously. Again, I think he's been caught out. He wasn't expecting uh, Besedin to shoot. But yeah, he he needed to do something about that. Uh, But yeah, basically, Ivicic cost Berg his job because uh, we talked again and again and again. As soon as Baffles go down in the game, they don't win. They don't. Yeah. They, they fought back for draws before, but they ne- they haven't had three points uh, from going behind. And the, so, Omonia's second goal, very quick corner routine, and then as soon like you can see straight off the training pitch, because as soon as Bezos gets the give and go back, you see Yuster and like three or four other Omonia players go into a specific spot and just stand there and wait for the cross. Yeah. Like you see them, they, they get to a pot, they get to a spot on the pitch, and they just stop moving. Yeah, <laughs> and the ball yep. comes in. Uh, and you've got four buffer defenders on the six yard yeah. box, <laughs> and, and and there it is. And then you've got Ivicic, face at the end of that as well. It's fantastic. Yeah, Do you know, what <laughs> I like... will say though, what I will say though, goalkeepers union here, what I will say though, yeah. is about 20 minutes prior to the first goal, Ivicic was actually holding his hammy. His right mm. hammy, his hamstring. He was actually sat mm. down, and I, I thought he needs to go off because he, he can't continue. He mm. cannot continue. So I don't know whether he made the, a quick recovery. I'm not sure, but again, you can you can point the finger at the head coach for not making a decision. But then again, mm. Antosh. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, Antosh would have at least been able to jump if it was the case of jumping to get to the ball. Mm. That was an mm. issue for Ivisic. But yeah. Mm. So I'm I'm kind of I was gonna leave like the ammonia performance to you all because obviously you went on no chuff this this week. Yeah. So you had some things um, to say. Well I, I was I was so tired. I had a very, very long Saturday. I'm not gonna go into that mm. and bore people, but it was it was a long one. Um and I was just too tired on Sunday. And even watching the game, my adrenaline levels were so low. That I said to Roy, I, I can't be asked to do this pod. I really can't be bothered. And to be honest, even if I did, I wouldn't have been in the right mentality because I made notes on the game and I just tore them up at half time because I counted 21 long balls from us in the first half. Okay, mm-hmm. you can say that Fabi kicked six of them long, but 21 long balls. And it was much of the same against Abuel, it was much of the same against uh, Abolon. And this is what we need to get used to. But Second half, I think we were more aggressive. We played the ball better. And it was only when we went a goal up when Buffalo decided to press higher up the pitch. And that's when we obviously caught them, won the corner, scored the goal, and and that was game over. Seeing Bruno Felipe miss those opportunities that he did did not surprise me. It isn't me behaving like some kind of vindicated moron that is is a bit braggadocious, has got a bit of schadenfreude as well, (laughs) you know? But the fact is, I've always been saying he's a stat-padding player. He's not a big-game player. And Mm -hmm. for him to miss those opportunities did not surprise me in the slightest. As you said, it didn't surprise me that we went a goal up and Buffer didn't come back because they don't do that. They just don't have it in them. And look, Zyra was quiet. 
is that a sign of things to come? Is that a sign of burnout? I don't know. I think Valakari was clearly their best player. Um, mm -hmm. And there was one challenge on Humble, which I didn't show, but it was a disgusting challenge. Um, I, th I think it may have been Bjarich. I'm not sure who actually made the challenge. If I, I can't remember for the life of me that made the challenge. But that, it, to be honest, thinking back on it now, I saw it again last night. If the pit, if the grass was maybe a centimetre shorter, that would have been a career injury. It would have been a career-ending injury. All oh, right, because, oh, right. I got you, because, right. because humble studs would have got caught in that turf, right? If you watch the challenge again, 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 I don't have it on here, but if you watch that challenge again, he's lucky that his foot, which was flat, went like that when the challenge came in. If the grass was thinner or shorter, his studs would have got caught in that turf and his ankle would have gone, and that'd have been it. He got he was very lucky. That challenge was absolutely disgusting. And the fact that the referee didn't go to VAR, it was honestly, it is it's criminal. Criminal. Mm. I think it might have been Hotscar actually. I think it was Hotscar that put in that challenge. Okay. I think it was Hotscar. But again, but look, overall, I can't complain. I'm still on the you know, uh Sofron is a passion merchant flex. Uh, right, we've got but, Buffett. Yeah. So I, I want to jump in here. So maybe he's a passion merchant, right? But mm -hmm. let's 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 go. Let's, let's rewind a little bit. If Bruno had hit the bar like he did against Ferraras or Len Lennon's ammonia, do you think they'd have the the same metal to go on to go get the results, or would no. they have? Or would they have gone inwards and then just invited more more Paphos attacks? Oh, you oh you mean okay? So you mean about the goals? Like, that you like a psycho yeah, it's like a psychology thing. So Bruno hits the bar, like he did. Yeah. Do do the old Omonia, like the Ferrara or uh, Lennon, do or those Berg, players' no. heads or, or Berg or do those players' heads drop? And then yeah. Paphos. Yeah. Attack even more. So maybe yeah, yeah. so this is this is where I'm coming from. Maybe you need a, a passion merchant like Sofronis, who's got an assistant manager who knows what he's doing. Because uh, I mean, I'll I'll bring it back to Aston Villa. Look what Steven Gerrard did for Rangers and Villa when he had Michael Beale as yeah. his assistant, compared to when Beale left to go be his own manager. I mean, no, I, I agree. Gerrard I agree. Look, nothing. Don't, don't get me wrong, the, 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 yeah, the, the mentality of the players has always been an issue. So yeah. for Sofroni to come in and make that impact, look, I've, I've, I've said this before, he, he's not my first choice. I don't want him as our head coach, but I'm not going to sit here and say, get him out, get him out, even if we lose a game or whatever. You know, I lost my shit against, uh, for the Upper World game, which we lost, right? And the bloke wasn't even on the bench. But at the same time, the, the main concern I have is not the fact that we're grinding out victories. Give me one, give me 26 one nils all season. I don't give a shit if the mm. football is pretty. I don't give a shit if it's ugly. I don't care if we play 100 long balls. And, and as long as we win, that's all that matters to me. I don't care yeah. about aesthetics. It doesn't matter to me. But my main concern is, yes, he's a passionate coach. Yes, he can motivate players. And yes, we've heard various players. You know, Joel came on this pod and he said that the players will jump through walls for the guy. But my, fact, my point is, when you're in a title hunt, 
There's only so much passion that will get you through games. There's only so much adrenaline that will get you through games. Yeah. If you do not have a plan B, right, you're not gonna you're not gonna be successful. And look, the the victories that we had against Garmiodisa, uh, against Abuel in the cup, they were smash and grab. The defeats that we've had against Abuel in the league, against uh, Abuel on the other week. It just showed that he doesn't have a plan B. It doesn't. But, again, if we're winning games, if we're going to win the cup, I don't give a shit. Like I said, I don't want him. Yeah. But yeah. if we win, that's all that matters to me. I don't care. I don't care if their head coach is Mao Zedong. Well, I give a shit. Do you know what I mean? I don't care if it's Kim Jong-un. I don't care. As long yeah. as we win, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But at the same time... You know, I'm not going to be one of the people that said, oh, well, you know, I told you from the start, he doesn't have a plan B because it's repetitive. It's, there's no point and it's counterproductive. But anyway, mm. it is what it is. The yeah. fact is, let's, let's move over to, to Buffer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Henningberg so. got his marching orders. You messaged me after the game. He's gone. I, th- I said, nah, I think they'll give him at least one more game. But fuck this. They went, nope. None. And I'm actually surprised. I shouldn't be, but I'm actually surprised. Oh, that's psychic. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. It, 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 <laughs> exactly. No, the, the thing is, right, it was because um, one of the things that kind of got me onto that was obviously the form they're in, but as well, you remember a couple of weeks back, there was like whispers going on, uh, and then the press secretary had to come out and say, yes, there's been meetings, but we fully, like, it basically had like, the, the dreaded vote of confidence. So if he wasn't going to get any results over the next two, three weeks, he was probably going to be out the door. Like he probably argued the players are tired, they needed the rest. What better rest than an international break? Especially when uh, out of their players who, who went who went on international duty. You know, Ivicic was one, uh, Valakari was probably another um, like the the rest of the what players. About, what about the two midfielders? Nam, uh, yeah, Nam Nam and, and, yeah, Nam and Kane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the reason why he didn't start them because otherwise that's a really stupid selection. That was the other thing is they went they didn't start as soon as he brought them on. The game kind of changed the uh, the, the the game changed a little bit. Um, but yeah, my question is then. What, what's next for both of them? So obviously, since I've wrote these notes, where it's been announced Salgado is going to be looking after the Bafos for the rest of the season. Uh, the next thing, you sent me a thing about, uh, they asked about gets buyer's availability, which I think has got to be like a 1st of April thing. That can't be real. Can you imagine gets buyer managing this team? But... Uh, well, they had Milinic, didn't they? And he's just yeah, as bonkers. So. The, 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 no, but the way Gitsbaya lines up is the exact opposite to the players that Bafos have. They've got yeah. too many creative players for a Gitsbaya formation. Um, now, Gadala is free. Maybe we send Mickey a message and ask him to <laughs> 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 yeah. some feelers out. Um, but yeah, I'm sure Berg as well is going to appreciate having some time off away from Cypriot football teams for a little bit. <laughs> well, well, to be honest, after the, the result of the weekend, 
that means that Buffer only have one win in eight games. And that was against Ael on the 8th of February, which is a month ago, almost. Almost. Yeah. Now, we know that managers have been sacked for less. Um, but again, for them to to bring in Henning Berg was, was ballsy. Let's get it yeah. right. To bring in Henning Berg was, was ballsy. Then to back him like they did in the summer and they did in January by spending close to three million. Again, ballsy. I thought that this was a club that was turning the corner in the sense of stability. And again, they they they've just gone back to gone back to default saying, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think it's because so previously you know, when they were going through managers like nobody's business was because they were expecting results without the proper investment and proper... Now, they have made the proper investment, so obviously they're expecting the results from that investment, which they're not getting. Um, it, you know, the press the, the, the press secretary said that the, uh, the EGC, the chairman, the directors believe that they've got a team there that can win the league and when you look at the names uh when you look at the names and the, the stats for this team they are a team that can win the league and for some reason something's happened since january i mean the only thing that i can think of is that transfer window they made these signings and maybe that's balls up the chemistry of the team i don't know i don't know because not only are they not scoring, but they're not defending properly anymore either. No, no, they're not. They're not. And there have been so, some questionable team selection, like Igogo sitting on the bench. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah. his form injury. I don't know. But uh, this is a club that a few months ago was saying, you know, they, they could actually mount a serious title charge. Now, they're what? 10 points Ten behind points the well. Yeah, ten points, and they're fourth place. They might not even make Europe. They have to win the cup. Yeah, they have to. So look, stranger things have happened, and there is a chance that they can obviously bounce back. But the way that they are right now, without a head coach, sacking Henning Berg, and there's no one mentioned. Okay, obviously Salgado is the name that the the, the papers and the websites are saying that will take over, but the Omonia game is on. Thursday, right? So as the viewers are watching it, it's Wednesday. So if anyone was was to come in now, they'll have two days to prepare. I think the one of the assistants is going to take charge. Is he Slovenian, the Slovakian? I think he came in in the summer to be one of the uh, assistants with Sogolovsky. So I think he's going to take charge uh, for the game. But you know how it works in Cyprus. It's very rare that a caretaker manager or a temporary manager can actually turn things round and, and make a team play. We saw, you know, um, uh, Vesko Mihailovic do kind of well with, uh, with Anorthosi when he first took charge. But they've fallen off. Yep. How many more, like, temporary coaches have actually made any difference since when they, when they come ask, into a club? Ask every time you this sack Well, this is it. So... You know, it's it's uh, one step forward, two steps back with Buffalo. And, you know, for a club yeah. that appears to be on the rise and, and making serious in inroads with, you know, their marketing and their social media, what's happening on the pitch isn't reflecting um, what should be happening 
as a, as a mm. club. And it, I, I actually fear for a lot of their fans um, because to make a decision like this at this stage of the season, anyway, it is what it is. It is what it mm-hmm. is. Well, look, we've got mm-hmm. um, how many more games to discuss now? One more? No, two. I'm not talking two. about. We've got two more. We've got two more. Okay, so we're going to discuss Aris beating Abolon one nil at the Alfa Mega Arena. No rain, which means no floodings. Uh, Zoke with the winner. Uh, Aris are in contention for the title, and we said it. Give them a chance, and they will grab it with both hands. It wasn't a, an entertaining game. It was a hard-fought victory. Abolon had mm-hmm. a few chances. Um, but Addis' victory means they are now two points behind Abol. In fact, before, going into this game, they, they shut, closed the gap to one, uh, one point, didn't they? Um, mm-hmm. But we'll go into the Abol game afterwards. But, yeah, I, I don't really know what else to say about this game, to be honest, man. I didn't watch the, the whole yeah. thing, unfortunately. But um, given the highlights, it did seem that Abolon uh, worked hard and, and fought very, very hard. But uh, Addis... Stout defensively, very uh, resolute, very stubborn. Van Alves making some fantastic saves, and what a goalkeeper and what a signing he's he's proved to be. But yeah. Zoke is another player, mate, who scored the winner, who goes under the radar when it comes to uh, most improved players, I believe. Anyway, yeah, he's he's the kind of player that I like. He gets on, he gets on with the job at hand. Uh, I'll let uh, other players take the plaudit. He does. Uh, he does very, but he performs very, 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 very well. He's he's a, he's a great player. The um, the just the, the thing I wanted to say about this game was it was a bit of a strange one because with Aris you don't necessarily um, you don't necessarily associate this Aris team with resolute defending. They're uh, for, for obviously the way Spleski normally works is the best form of defense is attack. So, which is why you end up with a lot of high-scoring games because you just need to score more than your opponent to win a game. Um, but in this game, you know, all fair play to them. I thought this the the, the kind of the the ugly win doesn't really come from Iris normally, but in in so it's good to see for Iris as well that they're getting to get these ugly wins in as well. Rather, you don't you know. You can win or lose with the best football in the world. But you need to have that grit as well. And they showed a lot of grit against Abolon because it looked like they were under a cosh for quite a lot of the game. Uh, and yeah. players like Van Alves, like Joker, like uh, quite a lot of their defence, really. You could see uh, in a lot of the highlights, like a lot, a lot of blocks going in, players throwing their bodies on the line, which, you know... You don't see as much because Aris, well, the way they perform normally, the way they play normally is, you know, super fast attacking, get uh, overload, 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 which, to fair play to Apollon, managed to stifle. Uh, and they needed the plan yeah. B. And the plan B was, okay, we're going to work really, really hard and force that one opportunity to get that goal in. And the thing that was probably missing from Aris to say like, yeah, this is a team that's going to win the league, is that kind of like when when it's not working for you, you dig in, you build your trench, and you say, come on, let's be having you. And they weren't doing that before, but they proved in this game that they can also do that. And that that one, you could say, weakness that they probably had 
is that they've definitely worked on it. And you could, you could see in this game, you know, they had the backs against the wall and they got the result that they needed. And that's a title winning team. Yeah. And the thing is, what we need to bear in mind is, you know, back to Jockey, right? This lad has practically been an ever-present for him this season. And he's played alongside the likes of Struski, uh, Jablonski, Brown, and he's made that central midfield role his his own. Now, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Spoljaric may have been in that position had it not been for injury or whatever. But, you know, the lads come in, it's okay. And as I said, he's made that central midfield role his own. But again, he's, he's another one of those players where he goes under the radar because he's not this glamorous, you know, box to box midfielder that has got, you know, a 20 yard diagonal ball in him that's that it's right on the money. But he works hard, he does the basics right, and he's he scored some important goals. I mean, that goal against Buffalo away, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and coming up with a goal like that uh, at the weekend, albeit, you know, a flip header. This, this team has got all the tools required to to win the title when they're, they're hitting form at the right time and I, I don't I don't know when they face up well I'm not sure whether it's next week or the week after um but that will be a, a game and a half mate I tell you it's, it's going to be back and forth yep yep I mean you know if you're up well and I could crap in themselves and rightly yeah. so yeah rightly so yeah. They're only two yeah. points off the top now. You know, they're the team right. form as well because uh, Ike, their form has been you, patchy. Yeah, well. <laughs> Abuel, Abuel's form has been, hasn't been great either right yeah. now. You know, so, yeah. you know, Aris is scary. Yeah. Well, look, let's move over to the, the next game, which is another derby. Ike fighting back to draw two all against Abuel. Um you know when they say game of two halves, this is practically what it was. Uh, first mm-hmm. half, Upwell were ruthless. They were all over uh, Ayek. They went a goal behind, but they fought back to score twice from Gvili Daya. Um, but second half, it was just all Ayek. It was non-stop, uh, frenetic football. Um, and I, I know we're going to go into Belic now, Thasso, because uh, oh my God. Uh, when, when I saw the goal, you're the first person I thought of. Um he needs to be saving that. How does that ball go through your body? I don't understand. Um, look, it's, it lag. it's lag on fever. That's what it is. <laughs> look, I, I don't want to shit on the guy. Again, goalkeeper's union. I don't want to shit on him. But that, for me, mate, is it, it's unacceptable. And mm. you, when these mistakes happen from your goalkeeper, okay, I know it's a cliche, but when your goalkeeper is making these mistakes, how does that fill your defenders with confidence? Because we know that Abuel are very, uh, you know, stout defensively. The, the, the defensive record speaks volumes. But as you quite rightly said a few weeks ago, it's not because the goalkeeper's been great. It's because his back line's been brilliant. And mm. it's it's almost as if all you need is a half chance against Abuel now because this goalkeeper makes mistake after mistake. In fact, I don't know if we pointed it out, the, the Omonia goal the other week, that he bloody slipped for, yeah. for Parayodou's header. So... Yeah. I don't know. This 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 is very sticky. From three draws in a row for Abuel, uh, their their leader slipped to two points, as as you quite rightly said. But they must feel that this these were two points dropped, surely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's more they 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 shouldn't be um, uh, they shouldn't be conceding when they did. You know, again the 
it's they seem to be conceding in the first 10 minutes of the game uh, again but, again yeah, exactly um but uh, they did get the equalizer at least like almost straight away here so you know they're they're die die is another one of these players that seems to be hitting form now in the second phase of the championship which which obviously is is, is great for him because you know uh, it wasn't coming for him in the first phase. Um, I think the draws that have been coming in for Abuel as well is they've been missing. Like Maikeda hasn't been in the team. Ben has not been in the team. You know, uh, so they've they've had they've had some. Kostadinov has been is he's, he's, well, he's out now, isn't he? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, he hasn't been playing. So you know. uh, uh, Wheeler Wheeler's been injured. You know the. There's 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 are, are all kinds of injuries that have been going on, um, but yeah, go back to go, go, kind of go and talk through the game. So, Gyorsko is back for Ike, uh, and as soon as you know, first game he's back, he gets a goal straight away. Yeah. Uh, so they, I think one of the reasons why they had this drop off is because obviously Gyorsko had the injury, didn't. Uh, and, and they missed whilst Jacolis was doing like, he was probably the only bright spark in the team for the last couple of months for Ayek Gusko brings them something completely different he's, yep. uh, he's basically Farage brought on the, on the left uh, so yep. Farage puts the cross in Gusko scores it's that, that, that's, that's what it is um, yep. now uh, talked about Filidaya. Uh, there's uh, at the, one point, yeah, so both, so both Filidaya's goals are, are, are the same technique, so yeah, both from the left hand side, yeah, he waits for the cross to come in, he and just gets in front of the player, just like at the, at the last minute. The first goal he scores is with his, is with his leg. Uh, the second one is with his with his head. There's there's actually there's I, I in the notes. You, if you have a look, I paused it when Ferrara crosses the ball in the highlight. It looks like that cat meme, you know, the, the, one, the, the one where it's kind of bending around and it. <laughs> but but anyway, anyway. Um, so it's two one. Uh, and then the second half starts, and Ayek uh, gone absolutely crazy again. Giosco goes on this amazing run; is unlucky not to score. Well, uh, he, he should he should have shot instead of taking yeah. the extra touch. I, I don't yeah. know, but, uh, but uh, yeah, he, he should he should uh, should have gone in a bit earlier. Again, unlucky. A free kick, very very close again. Um, and then I think at one point, uh, I think you were saying Farage goes off injured because of uh, he bangs his head into an advertising hoarding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Naum comes on, which is this, you know, another Cypriot under-21 player. Naum comes on uh, and then uh, for, for the equaliser, just goes, just goes, I don't know where he pulls his pass from, but it, it's yeah. like it comes from nothing uh, yeah. and then gets the... And then and then Triskowski just needs to it, just is, is this a penalty for you? Yeah. He's asking, is this a penalty? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's see. a penalty. Yeah. This this is a penalty. Uh it it, it is, you know. It's Garo's right leg, isn't it? It's his right yeah. leg that get, that trips Farage. 
It's the yeah. right leg. And the commentator's like, I don't see anything wrong with it. Or it's his right leg, mate. <laughs> now, could you argue that Farage was actually going down before the contact was made, though? Could you argue that? I mean, you, you see, not necessarily he's going down before the contact is made, but he knows the contact's been made mm. and he kind of flings himself onto the floor. Yeah. Like you see, you, yeah. you see kind of his legs stretch out and then he lands. So that might have been uh, something against him, but the either way, was, it should have been a penalty. But yeah. yeah. It was that yeah. threat from wide areas again. And um, yep. I'm pretty sure Abwa will be pissed off with the way that they conceded the equaliser because, again, Naum should not have been given the time and space to turn and, and deliver a ball like that. And Triskowski, yeah. you know, with, with the experience, gets in front of the defender. And um, again, this is the the typical ball watching that we're used to seeing in Cyprus. Um, yeah. You know, again, Milojevic must be having kittens with the way that they can see this goal because it, it starts from nowhere. They've got two men around the right back. No one cuts in. And look at Tuskovsky. He's on his own. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, and I, I think that the blame has to go to Susic there for not tracking him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been a good admirer. I've been a big admirer of Susic this season. I think he's better than Chebak in that position. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no excusing, there's no excusing, the, you know, the, just, just leaving Triskoski to just do what he wanted to do in the, that far into the box as well. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I think, well, it's, it's a great cross from Naum as well. Like, you, you, you shouldn't be, like, to have the vision to put that, or to put the ball across there from where he was. Uh, I think is really, yeah, but you really know what it, it, you know, and th this isn't me like denigrating what Noam's performance was and what his contribution was, but it just seems to me that the the system is just put it across the face of the goal, and and you might get a deflection or you might have someone on the end of it because they've always got runners. We know this; we've, we've been talking about this all yeah, season. But, so, yeah, you know. yeah, but I, I think if it works, well, if um, it works, it works, and I yeah. don't, I've got no complaints whatsoever. But yeah, yeah. this is just me playing. Yeah, I, 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 again, you know, then if if it gets some the wins, I think it's more, it's more they, you know, we've been talking about coaches having a plan B, and Ultra has been proven, obviously, with the form that they've been in since uh, since January that a plan B isn't necessarily there and they need that plan B yeah. they need it because if if those if, if they crowd out if if a team crowds out the wings like some of the teams have been doing uh, when they've been playing against Ike if that happens they they barely have chances never mind have enough of them to get goals in they just don't have chances and they keep to, yeah. having to take pot shots from thirty yards out. that go, you know, they go out the stadium. It's, it's, it's problem. He needs he needs that uh, that uh, plan B. Saying that, he's got Giosco back. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got Farage. Okay, Farage. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be out or not for the next game because of the injury sustained. Um, mm. But. If if he's getting if he's getting his main attacking players back, then we should see a resurgent Ike. Now, the Ike from 
what, two, three weeks ago, probably would have lost that game. Yeah. But, you know, something's changed now and they seem to be, they seem to have upped a level again. Maybe, maybe they needed to go out of, uh, you know, the international Europe. breaks or maybe there's no more Europe again. So there's, uh, there's 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 a concentration on the league now back uh, yeah. back on the league You're again. Right. So maybe maybe that's sorted them out. So maybe we should maybe we're going to start seeing Ayek go up as well. Possibly, possibly. Maybe. Well, a couple of things before we wrap it up. First of all, we've got some viewer questions which we can just fly past because quite a few of them. But let's let's just fly past them. Uh, Angelos asks, should Abolon stay with Bogdan for next year? Um, I mean, he's proving to be uh, he's proving to be a shrewd operator, isn't he? I mean, he managed to basically cancel out Aris's game plan, which is yep. how they normally attack. So even though they didn't get the results that they would have wanted, he still uh, had something in place to cancel out what Aris would normally do. So. Mm. I mean, if he keeps if he keeps getting the results and the performances that he keeps getting out of these players, then why not? Well, they, they seem happy with him there anyway, so there's no point in, in making any drastic changes. So, yeah, anyway. Uh, Michael says, how many managers have Carmelo had this season and is it a record? <laughs> I mean, it must be a record, right? They're, they're obviously, so uh, Kershokov was number six. Yeah. Um. So there's going to, they they obviously have to put somebody in for number seven regardless. Yeah. Um, I mean, Berg, <laughs> Berg is free. They've gone they've gone through everybody else. Obviously, obviously Berg is asking for a two year contract, and Carmiotis I want to offer on a game by game basis. Yeah. So uh, uh, conversations continue. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Alexander asks, which team would benefit the most by signing Berg as their manager? Which team would benefit most? It's ah, a good question. It's a very good question. Um, it'll, be, it'll be whoever's leaking goals, wouldn't it? I, I guess. I guess. Well, <laughs> I, I think... It, I think, I think, yeah, I think it depends on a lot of things, really. It depends on how, if they're going to back him in the transfer window, if they're going to give him a long-term contract, if the facilities are good enough, if he's able to bring in his own people. Uh, I, I think IL would benefit. Yeah. I think IL would. But Janneski would have a, a, a claim to say, well, you know, we have come back from being a goal down and, and to get results. So, yeah. You know, I don't know. That's a difficult one. That's a very, very mm. difficult one. Anyway, Mario asked, do you believe that if Ayek lose their next game, they sack Oltra also with Abol? If they lose Abolon, will they sack Milojevic? Uh, Mil Milojevic, I think, has... Um, he's safe, earned, isn't he? Yeah, he's, 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 he's earned a certain amount of uh, loyalty. So mm. maybe... Two games. <laughs> They'll lose two games. Ultra, <laughs> um, I mean, we've seen Roca kind of uh, ring the bells on other managers that have gone through this uh, this type of patchy form, you know, Gatala being one of them. 
uh, what is it last season? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the last, before the yeah. end, and then and then they brought Badia in. So, you know, Raka isn't somebody who is very pragmatic. Um, but again, it may be you know we, we're talking about ifs and maybes, but yeah. Well, uh, they've got Ike have got Buffer next, hmm. so that's that's a, an interesting yeah. But I think um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Cisco Munoz is still in Cyprus. I think he's still out there. I think. I think. Well, oh yeah, yeah. Because the interview, he said he was he was still in Cyprus when he was uh, when they interviewed him after uh, after he got sacked. And um, so. since his severance hasn't been arranged with Anorthosi, I'm guessing that he's able to talk to other clubs. So, watch this space. Watch this space. Um, next question from uh, Stilianos One. Can Buffer benefit from Berg's dismissal or will we see a setback? That's a good question because mm. we know about the new manager bounce. Um, but I guess it just depends on who comes in to replace Berg and what kind of system or style he plays because we know that Buffer have the players to, to play attack-minded football, but they've had the handbrake up for a, a long time. So will they bring in a coach that plays that pragmatic style or will they have someone that just goes all out? No, for for instance, you know, we we spoke about the the, the rumor of them asking the Cyprus FA about Getzbaya. If Getzbaya yeah. was going to be in that team, there would be a lot a lot of unhappy players because they wouldn't have a position in that team. You yeah. know, who do you get rid of out of Valakari, uh, Hestad, um, Gyro, Bruno? Um, I'm just trying to think of some more off the top of my head but no, there's four players yeah, three of those three of those four players wouldn't be playing yeah the player. so yeah well there you go um final question peter milovanovic says would you accept the idea of limiting the change of head coaches during the season in serbia the situation is very similar as far as replacements are concerned only that the same coaches have been around for 10 years so would you accept the idea of limiting the change of head coaches during the season? So I'm guessing like the same with players. Players can't play for more than two clubs in a calendar year. Mm-hmm. Can Well, I think it would be a good idea because you're giving coaches time to implement their, their style, you know? But then again, if you look at, say, for example, Lennon at Omonia, his position was untenable. If you look at you know, various coaches this season who you say that they're, they're going to be out the door soon, aren't they? They're going to be out the door. So I think it's very, um, it's, it's a loaded question with lots of ifs and buts, but I'd, I'd be open to that. I'd be very open to that because as we've seen other clubs, they've stuck with their head coaches despite the bad results. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, Bursa, for example, he hasn't had a phenomenal season. They went through a bad run of form, but yet they stuck by him. So I think it will be a good idea. Maybe say you can only have two coaches or three coaches a season, max. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, But I don't think I, I don't think you get agreement from from the teams for that. Because I mean, even even if you look at let's let's not look at Kamadisa for a second. Let's look at Agritas. They're on their third coach of the season. Yeah. You know, um, Abolon are on their fourth fourth coach of the season. 
you know, there, there's uh, a few teams that have, uh, you know, Anorthosi went through two coaches in half a season before yeah. they before they landed on, before they landed on uh, on who they landed on at the end. You know, I think so the other thing we need to consider is the fact that we we don't we shouldn't really be talking about limiting the number of managers or coaches. We can't even get the fucking number of separate players in the team right. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, exactly. So, Vrionidis every week, or obviously people who follow my Twitter know, Vrionidis every week keeps finding Bafos, Aris, <laughs> um, Garmiotisa, sometimes Abuel, and Ayek is always fine as well for not fielding the uh, minimum amount of separate players on the yep. pitch. The minimum is two. So it's not even it's not even like a big number like you could say like yeah. five or six you'd be like well, it's a bit difficult to get a title with it's just two of them. <laughs> Bafos have only just started playing one of them. That thing in three or has played like two or three games now. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's a problem. It's a problem. But yeah, there's, there's, is there, is there any more questions? That, That's uh, it. That you That's it. So I, I've You're had done. a question that okay. was sent to me privately for okay. reasons that will be clear. So I've had somebody send me a message uh, asking about the uh, how how the authorities are going to uh, enforce. A rule, any rules that come through because of all the issues that have been happening in the basketball as well and, and things like that. Um, how would they enforce a rule or, or laws that they put together when there are people able to get into games without having a ticket? And the reason this person has asked me this question is because they stated that they were able to get into a game this last match day without a ticket because they knew somebody at the gate. Yep. Yep. Now, that's a very good question. I, I don't have an answer for it because I don't need to search you. It's fine. Yep. I know you. You're my friend. If you've got, if you've got, 10 security personnel working at a gate, a stadium, and each 10 of them know a guy who wants to get into the game without a ticket, then you've got 10 people getting into the game without a ticket, right? Now, if you've got if you've got a big game, let's talk about, like, I don't know, if you've got Abolo Naves' Ael, for example, mm. and you need lots of security at the game because, you know, chair tennis and setting fire to stadiums and the rest of it. If you've got 30, 40 security people working, you're then going to have 30, 40 people getting in without tickets. And obviously, the more people getting in without tickets, the more chance there is of those people not being searched. And therefore, there's more chance of those people bringing in stuff that they're not supposed to bring into a stadium. And thus... It continues. Well, th this is a problem that I wouldn't say only occurs in Cyprus because I'm sure it occurs in, in various nations. But it goes back to what we've been discussing all season about security, about 
following the rules and the guidelines. What's to say? What's to say that there aren't fans who have been banned from matches that have been able to get in because they know someone on the door, so to speak? Yeah. This happens a lot. And it's not just in football, like nightclubs, for example. How many times have you been to a club and you know a doorman or a bouncer and they just like usher you in? You know, don't worry about it, mate. You know, these things happen, but it's only magnified when a problem occurs. And that's when they do an investigation. And as you know, in Cyprus, they'll do an investigation, they'll get the police involved, and within a few days, that's it. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's any way to do it from a manual perspective. One of the ways you can do it, and that'll cost them money, is to implement the um the the te- technological side of things and have like a barcode where you scan to go in like some Premier League stadiums have and, and various stadiums around the world. But this is mm. Cyprus. They're not going to think about that. That'll be the last thing on their minds. That'll be the last thing. Mm-hmm. Because if you do that, then you have to find a way to implement a system where they have to scan their gastafilatu, right? And fans don't like it anyway. So you can imagine having that scanned. And then there's the other issue of, well, you can always like, forward it as a PDF to someone and say, well, here's my match day ticket. Here's my gata filler through. Like, you can just scan it and pretend it's me. And then you've got fraud. So, yeah. Which you can't. Happens. Yeah. Happens a yeah. lot. So, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It's 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 a societal thing. It's uh, And it's much more than what we can do here. All we can do is bring it up yeah. and make people who need to be aware of it aware of it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, one more thing from me. Anyway, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to touch on. But well, this is I mean, the, uh... I mean, we're talking about we're, we're talking about the stadium stuff. We might as well bring up you know the louts <laughs> at the Thasagi Stadium. Like I don't want to be. So I'm glad I'm not doing the the BFBS football show on Thursday because I'd be talking yeah. about that and. <laughs> yeah, know. exactly. It's because because I don't I don't understand like what I, it, it's football guys. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Basically, some Achna fans got into the Lasagi with explosive devices, and they were throwing it at. Othello's Athienu people. So, uh, two two of these explosive devices. So one of them hit the vice president of uh, Othello's, and another one hit a fifteen-year-old. Now, three people have already been, the, the, three people got arrested for this. They've been fined five hundred euros each, and a curfew has been imposed on them by Cypriot courts. Now, because it happened at the Lasagi Stadium. The British bases courts have also needed to get involved. Now, I've not been able to find out what exactly the British bases courts, that British bases courts, have decided yet. Although I'm sure by the time this is released, we will know. But yeah, it's calm the fuck down, guys. It's second division football for fuck's sake. 
I know, yeah. I know, Achna might get promoted and everything, but Jesus Christ. Well, I don't understand. Is, is there even a rivalry between the two teams? Is, is this something yeah. that is. The only, the, the only thing that there is is, is that Athienu is like what? Like a 15 minute drive from Achna. Right. They're both on the. They're both on. They're both very close to the. Uh, to the green line. So it's just foolishness. Just I, foolishness. I really. Right. I hope. I hope. Well, no, I don't hope. But Vrionidis, I hope, woke up this morning and was like five point, five point, redu- uh, uh, point deduction, something like that. Achna then have very have a very very difficult time in getting promoted. Yeah. And then somebody pays. Yeah. Because nobody seems to be paying for this stuff happening in the stadiums. It's, so it's they've got to hit the teams. They've got to hit the teams that these fans, in inverted commas, that these fans support. If they don't start hitting the teams properly, then the teams won't give a shit and be like, "Well, yeah." yeah. It's, do you know what? And the worst thing about it is it's something. It's something that we keep on saying, yeah, that they're only going to do something when um, when someone dies, and it's it's disgusting because it's a fact, though. It's an utter fact, um, and it's it's a shame. And like you know, you got a lad, you know that. Just went to go see his, his team play, and you know he he almost didn't come home. Like that, this is stupid, man. It's fucking stupid. It's just fucking stupid. Yeah. Yep. And what what makes it even worse? What makes it even worse is that well, Cyprus is a fucking small place. Everyone knows each other. Like you yep. might be harming a relative's nephew or, or another relative's relative. You know, mm-hmm. it's just. It's bonkers, man. It's fucking bonkers. That's just, that's, that's just like, calm the fuck down, man. Jesus. Anyway, yep. bro, a couple very quick things that I want to I wanna mention. Agrida are doing um, a prize giveaway uh, for those of you that are on Instagram. As you can see there, you know, if you, if you participate in the draw, you could get match day tickets uh, and other prizes being T-shirts, uh, football shirts, scarves, etc., and as you can see right here, the conditions, give them a follow on Instagram, like that particular post and share it and write the comment. I will go to the game. We can't, obviously, because we're not in Cyprus. Yeah. And answer the questions in their stories. And the prize will be announced on the 6th, which is the, the next day from when this is released, because we're releasing this on Wednesday and the, the, the draw is on the Thursday. So that's it. That's all you need to do. And... One final thing from me, and this is something that we haven't done in a, in a few weeks, and I slapped myself. Noti boy. He's a bolare, It's the league table. Yeah. Uh, up world top on 62 points. Aris second on 60. Ajax slipped down to third, 58 points. Then you've got Buffer, Abolon, and My Little Ammonia in sixth place. Don't look like we're going anywhere, but hey, we're still in the cup. And the relegation group, as you can see, Agrida, unfortunately, bottom of the table, 14 points. I think that's it for them. We've been saying it for ages. Um, fucking eight points adrift from Olympia Goz. Then you've got Paralimni and Doxa. Now, I don't think Ayel will go down. Um, I thought Carmeo said we're going to stay up. But if by some chance they find a head coach and they stick with him, they might actually survive. 
I think Voxa will be safe. But it looks, mate, that Paralimni, Olympiagosa and Agredo are three teams that will go down. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think I think so. I mean, I want to see I want to see Olympiagos do better, but obviously because you know Joel de deserves better than, yeah, than, than that because he's he, his performances for Olympiagos as well have been ninety five percent of the time fantastic. Yeah. Obviously, there was there was uh, the game where I hadn't seen the highlights beforehand where I. Uh, I lost myself, <laughs> <laughs> but but apart from that, his his performances have been great, and I really hope, I really hope they, that that day that they avoid it. Obviously, by like putting the performances in, they can they can bring Gabriel's side to the conversation as well. Um, but yeah, uh, the, I'm just looking at the fixtures for next week as well, just to see if there's any. And he's spicy ones. So there's Abuel versus Abolon. Yeah. That's that's a big one. Uh, and then we've got Olympiagos versus Paralimni as well down at the bottom. So obviously, any team that gets a result between those two, a draw helps neither of them. They both need to win that game. Uh, and whoever wins that game is going to have uh, an easier time of it because Lux have got to play in the Asalamina. Yeah. And we've shown that... Yeah, I mean we've seen it. Am I looking? Am I looking at the right? Uh, the 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 Yeah. Oh, sorry, Doxa play Agrita. So, yeah. Agritas, if they've got, if if they've got any chance to do anything, they need to get a result there. And if they get a result there, and Olympiacos or Paralimni wins, that's Doxa back in it again. Yep. So, well, next week's show will probably be, or it'll definitely be on Tuesday. It'll be uh, after probably no Choftes because I'm only a face Aris on Tuesday. Um, yeah. So it'll be no Choftes live. And then this is Mappa, which will be recorded and put out on the Wednesday. So that's it from me. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say, Faso. No, no, just, just, be, just be good to each other. Yes. That's all I want to say. Be good to each other. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, take, rip, rip take care of yourself and each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, Apoel <laughs> fans or Monia fans, you know, be like, fucking. But you know, at the end of the day, it's football, man. It's football. Exactly. Get a guitar, go to the beach, and sing kumbaya. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hug it out. That's it. That's it. Right. <laughs> Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at this is Mappa. Follow Thasso at Flez Cafes. And until next week, uh, as Thasso said, be nice to be, be be good. No, sorry. Be be nice and be nice. Oh, you know, what I mean, just be nice. Nice. Take care of yourself and each other. Be nice. It's nice to be important, but more important to be nice, motherfuckers. <laughs>